0: I have a brand new 20% off code for you to use on a probiotic that has literally changed my digestion. So listen up. As someone who's struggled with IBS since like age eight or nine, sometimes my gut will still randomly act up without me knowing why. And that happened a few months ago and went on for weeks. I started searching for a probiotic that contains a combination of evidence-based strains, including both lactobacilli and bifidobacteria strains, because research actually shows you get more benefits. When these two are taken together, I also really wanted prebiotics included, and so I tested something called doctor's choice probiotic and wow, it made a difference almost immediately. I had absolutely no bloat the next morning and my digestive issues completely cleared up. It was wild. Doctor's Choice is formulated with 30 billion live beneficial bacteria per capsule. It also contains FOS, which is a powerful prebiotic that feeds the probiotic strains. Its safe, delayed-release coating makes it so that it actually gets into the digestive tract. Doctor's Choice probiotic is made by MD Logic Health. It is developed and manufactured in a USA GMP facility. Every ingredient is tested for potency and purity, And they do additional testing for toxins like mold and even heavy metals. If you struggle with digestive issues, bloating, or want to optimize your body's ability to break down food, including protein, I highly recommend rotating in Doctor's Choice Probiotic. Both my husband and I now take it daily. And for a limited time, you will get 20% off Doctor's Choice. Just go to mdlogichealth.com forward slash Doctor's Choice. And use coupon code WELLFED20 for 20% off. Again, that's mdlogichealth.com forward slash doctor's choice. That's D-R-S-C-H-O-I-C-E. Use coupon code WELLFED20 for 20% off. And you always get free shipping on orders $50 or more. You are now listening to Well-Fed Women, the show that's been radically changing the way women perceive health, fitness, and their bodies since 2015. I'm your host, Noelle Tarr. Submit your questions to wellfedwomen at gmail.com and you can keep up with the show on Instagram at WellFedWomen. Welcome to the Well Fed Women podcast. We are on episode number 441. I'm here with my co-host Stephanie Ruper, founder of paleoforwomen.com. She and I co-authored a book called Coconut's and Kettlebells. It's available on Amazon. Today our topics, we're going to do a little bit of like a ask us anything episode. So we're going to be discussing focusing on the majors when it comes to aging well holistically. Acne that gets better with the sun, switching from a vegan diet to eating more protein-rich foods, personal experience with PCOS, and what to do when you're struggling with digestive issues. Hi, Stephanie. Hello. How is it going? Anything new that you need to tell us? (laughs)
1: Nice end of that sentence there. Uh yeah, there's there's a lot of new, nothing that I need to tell you. Um okay. <laughs> I love that you switch up your intro to me. It's off the cuff every time. Mm-hmm. Unscripted introductions for Stephanie and all the various ways she and Noelle have interacted throughout the years. Uh yeah, so in I'm many a, ways. Uh, so many ways. Well, there have been so many years. It's really it's really so Noel said in our last podcast together that uh theme in coming weeks and or months was going to be how to age well, which is, or begin aging well, I guess, because we're all aging or there's some age at which you think more about aging and, you know, uh, anyway, uh, yeah, we started this podcast when I was, oh, I don't know, 20, 27, 27, something like that something like that we're Um, not thinking about aging maybe you were i definitely i definitely i mean i definitely was like always focused on the inevitable march of time but it not you know not in this targeted i don't know you know there's it's just it's very interesting we can we'll we'll be able to wax philosophical about the Mm -hmm. you know going through the phases of life throughout the several
0: weeks so um anyway uh yeah fun yeah we're really talking about it more because i just want to let's be honest (laughs) well yeah you're the host of
1: this show so (laughs) well it's just we're gonna talk what you want we're gonna talk for me (laughs) i mean it is for me as well i'm turning 35 in a in a few months and Mm -hmm. that's you know that's that's one of the that's a milestone yeah you know, when you're 33, you can be like, oh, I'm only this. And when you're 34, you can be like, oh, you know, you can always be like, well, I'm I'm only or I'm almost. And then you watch videos of people being like, oh, I'm afraid of turning this age. And I'm sure, you know, as we continue to age, we will look back at all of the people younger than us, you know, um, and be like spring chickens. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, but we can but we can have that have that conversation, you know, mm-hmm. and continually Remind me to, well, I don't need reminders anymore. Moisturizing is so important. <laughs> and I think I only really started like moisturizing well this year. And I'm like, oops.
0: <laughs> Not surprising.
1: This is what my skin is. Su- I mean, it's probably, I could probably, I could probably be doing even better, but yeah. Oops.
0: Yeah, it is, man. Uh, I, I really appreciate the wisdom that comes with experience. You know, I it, I think when we look back and we say, "Oh, we were spring chickens." I more or less look back and realize and realize that I knew so little. <laughs> that's that's really my sentiment when I'm looking back, not like, "Oh, you had energy and vitality back then." I'm like, "Well, you really knew nothing about life." <laughs> so, that's it it's that's one thing that of course I love about aging and getting older and not caring as much and having appreciation for things that I didn't, I didn't before. So I, it's, it's a love, hate, relate. I have a love, hate relationship with aging. And I think this phase, which is the phase of women entering the, you know, over the hill decade, uh, you know, the forties it's, or we, you can see it, you know, you see that you, you really start to see the signs of aging. Like as you're in your upper thirties and forties, that stuff becomes much more apparent. And so you have to make a lot of decisions, especially now with what's so popular and the fact that we're all very image conscious and we're always, we always are what we represent online, whether it's pictures or videos or whatever. We're hyper aware of other people and how good they look or it's, it's, you know, you just have a lot of choices to make and decisions to make in terms of how you want to age and how you want to represent your age, whether that's with your skin or your hair or, you know, what, what you value and how you spend your time. So.
1: Yeah, it's, it's funny. I was talking with somebody last night and we may have talked about this off and on, but you you're talking about being hyper image conscious of, you know, what other people look like. And that's very true. But we also with the filters and the photo modifications mm-hmm. possibilities, yeah. we now just don't compare ourselves to other people, but we compare ourselves to idealized versions of ourselves, which right. is really, really nuts. And then people end up going out into the world and trying to make themselves look like their Instagram filtered images, which is yeah. very interesting and, I, and a really big piece of um the face cont- like the contouring and the and, and lip fillers and all this kind of stuff, you know, um everybody to each their own. It's very interesting. I always kind of thought that as I like quote unquote aged, I always thought that I might have like gotten some like quote unquote like would be doing more. I always kind of thought I would be doing more for my skin to make myself look younger. I always thought maybe I would be getting some kind of thing done. And I just haven't. I just like I'm I just haven't it just hasn't happened. i uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's very interesting. I just haven't, I'm just like, yeah, okay, fine. This is how I look. I don't, I don't, you know, I mean, we all modify our appearances in different ways, but, um, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm quote unquote aging differently than I, than I expected. I would, um, Mm
0: -hmm. I actually expected that I would be more crunchy and holistic and now (laughs) not as much.
1: (laughs) Yeah. That's just, yeah, it's like, funny. I'm, like oh, I'm
0: not going to do anything and then I'm like probably need to do some things here. Like, you know. I mean,
1: was- I think it's it's just on uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just yeah. I just I just have I just haven't, you know. I I never was like, oh, I'm going to be like really natural and no, I wasn't. I I thought I was going to be doing doing being more proactive. Uh and I'm single and and it's very very interesting. I'm I'm super conscious of of how I look and mm-hmm. the the ages of people who I get matched with on dating apps is, is also like, it's just, it's, it's very interesting because it illuminates, you know, like the ages that people are looking for, you know, that our culture values. Yeah. Um, uh, it's, it's uh yeah, it's very, it's very uh fascinating, you know, perceptions of, I don't know. So and like ongoing identity reconstruction, you know, who, who am I, you know, and letting go totally. of, you know, certain, you know, the perception of youth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I always, I do this thing. I really like when people, when I talk to with people about how long I've been dancing. I mean, it's, I really like this thing. It's always a thing I do. Mm-hmm. And then I tell people how long I've been dancing and I'm often like, oh, oh, oh like I say how long it's been. And then, and then they're like, no, there's no way you're that old. And I'm like, no, I, I am. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I'm like, not to make an idol of youthfulness. It's so silly. It's so silly. You know, like we don't have to make an idol of youthfulness. We all are yeah. the ages that we
0: are anyway. Right. Isn't that the truth? That was actually really good. That was good insight, Stephanie Rupert. <laughs> an Thanks. idol of youthfulness. Yeah. Um, I, I did an interview with Liz Wolf and she made a really interesting point, which is like, you want, we don't have, like, I don't ever want to be someone who tells people the way in which they should feel comfortable in their own body. Yeah. And I think that that's what we are all always trying to achieve is when we look in the mirror, we want to be able to recognize the person looking back and we want to, and of course it, it takes a level of, you have to accept the changes and yes, be, you know, embrace those changes because it means that we have the privilege of still being around and we're here and we get to see our kids get older. And at the same time, that means we're getting older and our wrinkles are getting more profound and the grays are coming in deeper. But in our culture, we have sort of demonized aging, whereas I think we can find what I'm trying to find is to be somewhere in the middle where I still do the things to kind of maintain my youthfulness and to enjoy My body and and feel comfortable in my own skin, but also really embrace this this idea like celebrate aging, celebrate the fact that we have a purpose and we get to live it out. And I still have a calling, and you know I woke up today and I still get to fulfill that calling. So mm, it's always a
1: yeah. Are we landing today?
0: (laughs) Yeah. And something that's really, really
1: important to me is youthfulness, but not in terms of of the way that I look. Like I know so many people my age or or they people say to me all the time, like, oh, how do you have so much energy? It's like, well, there's certain kinds of energy I have and other kinds I definitely do not have. But Mm -hmm. I feel like the amount of energy I bring to life has been pretty consistent throughout my life. Um, Like I've never been somebody who's like, let's go kayaking ever. (laughs) So I haven't lost that. (laughs) (laughs) But I, but but I do bring like, well, I can dance for as many hours, you know, as, as long Mm -hmm. as I want, or, you know, I'm really excited about this and about that. And, and being like focusing on on nourishing myself physically, I think is, is key to that. People are like, well, don't, doesn't it hurt to do X, Y, and Z? Doesn't it, isn't it harder to get up in the morning? Isn't it this, isn't it that? And I'm like, no, no, it's not, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, No. And, and that's so important to me, you know, like, I don't, I don't want to just like melt, you know it's it's important for me to like be able to show up vibrantly to things Mm -hmm. Um, like like you know like you were saying um except kayaking (laughs) i went on one first date that was kayaking once and all of my friends were like
0: what kayaking is a first date
1: (laughs) yeah i mean it was a there's a little there's a thing the thames runs through oxford and a guy had kayaks and we went it was fine you know but also kayaks are tricky because you can't just like walk away you're in a river in a boat and -hmm. you might even be in separate kayaks but even if you kayak away like it's the other person's (laughs) kayak you know i really like situations i can extract myself from yeah Um, but that was during covid and i was just trying to do stuff so anyway
0: (laughs) anyway I'm trying to imagine you kayaking on a first date being like, I just want to get out of here. <laughs> How do I kayak away? <laughs> Excuse me. I have to go to the bathroom. I'm just going to go over here and you leave his kayak and you just go to the bathroom and you never come back.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway, anyway, anyway I, 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 I really tangented us. Um, do you have something to share that's relevant to your. I don't know anything. No, it's something to share questions. No. <laughs> that was it. You want to move on to questions? No, no, no. I'm saying I'm open to what it's, this is your show. I am along for the ride.
0: <laughs> it's our show, Stephanie. <laughs> I just really en- just didn't enjoy hearing you pontificate, especially about aging. <laughs> Cause we all know you've had a complex with that for most of your life. So, oh my goodness. Yes. Let's, let's do a, let's do a, let's have me on as a guest. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Actually, actually somebody rec- um, said that we should interview each other as like a, for an idea for episodes that's super fun let's do it for a 500 <laughs> actually great idea done done Five hundredth man that'll be like a year right yeah it's gonna be like It'll tomorrow
1: and we're gonna blame it. it's, <laughs> it's gonna, gonna be, be tomorrow
0: uh, yeah okay so Staying on the topic, our first question is from Jennifer. She says, what is one thing you should do to age well from a holistic perspective? I know that's broad and there's so many options out there, but I definitely suffer from information overload and not knowing where to start. So I just don't do anything. I used to do CrossFit, eat paleo, all the things, but had some major life changes and trauma. And now I eat whatever lots of process stuff. I don't exercise, but I can't seem to find any motivation to improve or even decide on one thing to improve. I hope that makes sense. This is a very similar question from Melanie. She says, what makes the biggest impact in reference to aging? Well, she says, especially if you don't want to or don't have the means to spend a ton of money. So I think that this kind of highlights something that's common for women our age, which is typically when you're in your 30s and 40s, like it's a it's a challenging stage, right you're you're busy, you're active you're taking care of a lot of things and other people and it can be super this can be a very stressful phase of life and so but at the same time you're aging and so it's like what how do I take care of myself during this stage to set myself up for success down the road when, you know, how can I give myself a leg up? You know, how can I make sure that I'm building muscle and taking care of my skin and my health so that I make it easier on myself in my forties and fifties and beyond?
1: So. Yeah. I mean, there's there's so many different directions to take this. Um, yeah. So the one, I'm going to give you a few options for the one thing, and then I'll talk about how to do it. Um, <laughs> sleep. I'm going to go, go ahead and just throw sleep out there to just the general, not necessarily you in particular, any, you know, but um, sleep could could be great. Um, f- reducing sources of anxiety, huge. You know, in the studies of people who like live super, super long, they're usually like quite chill, usually quite chill. Mm-hmm. Um, also, uh, many of them, people who live really long fulfilling lives, are often super chill or super purpose-driven um, and keep their lives full with meaningful relationships and purpose. And wherever you find that, that's really cool. For people who follow me on Instagram, I won't get into it now. I've made a bunch of changes in the way that I do that. I've always been deeply purpose-driven, but now with way less anxiety than before, <laughs> which is great. Um And so I really do think, yeah, okay. I'm going to come down on this. Uh, I think relaxing and, or cultivating a sense of meaning and purpose in loving community is it Hmm. because that provides like the soft, cushy pillow, the existential pillow The existential mattress that's soft, but can help spring us into, (laughs) that can help spring us into motivation to keep going with all of this stuff. You know, we have, health is so multidimensional, right? It's Mm -hmm. relational with like the people in our lives. It's also social in the sense of just like getting out in the world and interacting with people and having community, So community is so undervalued in our world today and so important, uh, so massively important. I mean, like the studies are, it's so important and it's uh, physical and that means exercise and that means how you eat and that means if you supplement and it's, (laughs) you know, you, if you want to say spiritual is separate from all of those things, it's, it's so multidimensional and it's so unfortunate because so many of the people who study X, Y, and Z things do the one and then talk about the one, but it's multidimensional. Um, and so all of the pieces play a role. You know, sometimes people have really robust community structure and relationships and all that kind of stuff, but maybe they're magnesium deficient, and then they can't. You know, it's really hard. Like all of the stuff has has to be in play, and so educate educating ourselves about all this kind of stuff like is important. But I'm gonna go, go, I'm gonna go ahead and come down on like, yeah, or even like sometimes like a, like a pharmaceutical intervention is what people need to like, give them the boost they need to have the energy they need to start making changes. If mental health is a concern, you know, and Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it necessarily is for anybody, but, um, okay. So maybe my answer is find the one piece that you do need to work on, but that's what this question is about. So like, how do you, maybe it's like finding that right piece for you. Is it sleep? You know, is it, um, I don't know. You can set a long-term goal, but I do also think it's for me personally, small incremental changes are often the way to go. Yeah. Um un- unless there's like unless I've decided in this one that like a big overhaul is like I'm stopping this right now and that works. Sometimes that works really really well. Like you you just throw it on the door. It's like I am cold turkeying this. That works for me a lot. Um but yeah, I really do think like finding the things that make you feel at peace and enlivened, coming home to your life, being at home in your skin, and then just being patient and folding in all the multidimensional stuff, the supplements and the, you know, balanced eating. And and um, yeah.
0: Yeah, I think- you know. I I think that, no, I love that perspective, but I think the problem here is exactly what you have been touching on, which is we have this perception that like everything has to be done Mm. and that can be very overwhelming and paralyzing. Okay, great point. I take back everything I just said.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Wait, I thought. It's a great point. You know, we still need to figure out like what's a good starting point. So sorry, Yes,
0: yeah. If you want to maintain muscle, build muscle, or see results from your workouts, essential amino acids can make a huge difference. Ever since I started taking them daily, I've noticed significant changes in lean muscle mass, and I've progressively gotten stronger in my workouts. Unfortunately, most women aren't getting enough essential amino acids, and that can cascade into long-term issues because they're vital for functions throughout the body, including muscle protein synthesis, tissue repair, and nutrient absorption. Amino acids aren't just for people who do strength training. No matter what you do to stay fit, amino acids are essential. Kion Aminos is my fundamental supplement for fitness. I personally have been taking Kian Aminos capsules during my workouts after my workouts and on my off days to support my body's amino acid requirements. I also take creatine now daily to support strength and recovery. It's not just for bros. I mix a scoop in with water because it's tasteless, which is so easy. Keon is backed by over 20 years of clinical research, has the highest quality ingredients, no fillers or junk, and undergoes rigorous quality testing. They make essential amino acids available in capsules or powders, and the powders taste amazing. If you want to naturally boost energy, build lean muscle, and enhance athletic performance, get Keon Aminos. You can save 20% on subscriptions, which is the easiest way to save, or you can save 10% on one-time purchases with our link. Just go to getkeon.com forward slash well fed. That's getKeon G-E-T. Keon, G-E-T k-i-o-n.com forward slash wellfed to get my fundamental supplements for fitness, Kion Aminos. And I get it. I think that we're so overwhelmed with everything that we have going on that just getting the ball rolling again is the hardest part. Honestly, it is the hardest part. I like working out. I love it. But I can tell you once I've taken a week or two off, like it's really hard. To like get myself up, to get myself back into the, the habit, to like wake up a little bit earlier, to make sure that I'm mentally on top of it so that I'm using my time wisely and I'm getting it done before the kids get up. Like that's a thing. But then when I'm doing it, it's way easier to maintain. It's I would say, habits. yes, I would say if you just want to start somewhere, start with eating a protein rich breakfast. So like when I used to deal work with clients and they were like, I just don't eat like, it's just too much. They had this perception that like they had to overhaul all their meals and snacks and they just couldn't take it on. It was just too much. And so I would always work on breakfast, keep everything else the same, but mm. how can we make sure that you're cook you're eating nutrient dense food. So you're really, okay, I'm going to make sure that I'm getting pasture raised eggs or local eggs. I'm gonna make sure I'm cooking it in coconut oil and I'm making sure I'm getting some good protein. And then that's like a full protein rich meal. Maybe I'm getting, like I have a little vegetable saute. So I'm getting my veggies. That's going to, once you just focus on that and you adapt to that, then you can focus on something else. So start that. And usually what happens is you feel really good once you're doing that. And so then you can say, okay, now let me take on my snacks and make sure that I'm really focused on getting protein-rich snacks that are high quality and making me feel great throughout the day. And then you can tackle dinners and like twice a week, maybe I'm cooking at home and I'm making them nutrient-rich and it'll kind of each shift that you make will catapult you into the next one. Now, if you're really feeling overwhelmed and you're like, I just, I can't, I have no motivation. It sounds like you're somebody who probably needs accountability. And that is where I believe putting your money into either a meal service or um, a personal trainer that you are just seeing once a week, twice a week, something like that, that can meet you where you're at and meet you, of course, where you're at with your needs too. So maybe you just need to be doing the basics that is where accountability is really helpful because you're mentally able to check out. I feel like if I, I'm i at a stage in my life where if I have one more thing that I need to figure out, um, it tanks me and I have been tanked in the last few weeks. So even if it's stuff that I enjoy or like, like we, something, you know, Something ripped the the, pad in our house ripped like a one of those standing fatigue mats. And it was like, hey, let's get some new ones. I've been wanting new standing fatigue mats for like ever. But the thought of having to make this big decision, like the mats that are going to be in our kitchen and what pattern and all the things, like that was like a stressor. Okay. (laughs) This is like a purchasing decision that I've been excited about, but it was like one more thing. So I feel like the amount of decisions we have to make on a daily basis the <laughs> our obligations the things we have to like it's just too much so take something off your plate whether it's getting your groceries delivered whether it's getting a meal delivery service whether it's hiring a personal trainer to meet you at the gym once a week or twice a week so that that's the accountability that you need it gets the ball rolling do that that is where you I think that is the best use of your money um when it comes to making sure that you have a healthy body as you age. Because if I'm gonna say like, the what's the one thing? Truthfully, I think it is incorporating weightlifting. I feel like the majority of what you see happen with people as they age, so many deaths can be attributed to falling and to low bone density and to poor metabolic function. So cardiovascular disease. What's the one thing that solves all those things? is lifting weights and staying active and exercise. Yeah, it's
1: great for um, resisting mental deterioration and mental deteriorate
0: as well. A hundred percent. Yeah. So yes, you need to be eating mineral rich foods and focusing on nutrient density with foods and eating foods rich in protein and iron animal, you know, animal protein, All of that might come, though, if you just focus on I have a personal trainer and I'm meeting with him or her once or twice a week and I'm just lifting some weights. Because, like, again, once you tackle one thing, a lot of those other things fall into place. I will say, too, if you have had major life change and trauma and that catapulted you, like, please work on that trauma. Don't pass that. Don't hold on to that and let it destroy your health for the next decades and things that, that, you know, you pass on or that hinder your relationship with your kids or anything like that, like deal with it, process those emotions so that you now have the motivation and the, and the mental headspace to, to tackle the other things that you want to in your life. Therapy. Yeah. I
1: think it's also really important when we're talking about making changes to recognize that, well, like our bodies are habitual and the foods that we eat Condition the foods that we want to eat,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and like, and your gut bugs, you know, influence what you want to eat, and so a lot of resistance to changing your diet, changing one's diet, comes from comes from the diet, and yeah, I know tons of people who are like, like well, you know, people say all the time, well, I could never give up carbs, you know, um, and and I personally, you know, once I I, I like. You know, I, I have some croissants for breakfast sometimes and then like I have some breakfast cereal sometimes. And then and then I find like my my cravings for these kinds of things and my resistance to giving to like not eating them. And then I start having eggs for breakfast and I'm like, oh, this feels great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember. And so a, a lot of um, if you really struggle with the idea of taking things out, a nice first change is just focusing on adding in, um, you know, just adding greens to your lunch or dinner every day just like Adam and and maybe you don't even feel a difference but you get used to doing it it's like oh okay right it's just like it's a habit and you just added it um and slowly slowly, like these things they do shift right and so even if the effort seems the change might seem big the effort might seem big like Noel said you know adding one thing at a time, a small thing, a doable thing, a thing, you know, that's doable and give yourself like a start date, you know, or or, or whatever, you know, um, something, you know, you can do. And then and then and then you're doing it. Um, yeah.
0: Next question. This is a Stephanie question. She says, what would be the solution for acne that gets better when exposed to the sun? My face is basically clear but i'm dealing with back chest acne that i've had since i was 13 i'm 35 now my face can see the sun often enough i do use sunscreen but i'm in a northern climate where i rarely can expose my back shoulders chest to the sun is there a product or diet hack that mimics uv rays i take 6000 i use of vitamin d k2 daily i'm breastfeeding so it's higher it's is a higher amount recommended by my midwife um yeah
1: that's uh that's very interesting i was Thinking before we hopped on the call, that I would ask, does your acne get better when it is touched by the sun or after you are exposed to the sun? Right. So I like I I always wear a hat. I almost never get my face exposed to the sun. Uh, so I get a ton of vitamin D, but it's never on my face. I don't know if I get a ton. I try. Generally speaking, it does, it does, sunlight like does aggravate acne. Yeah. And it's it's not great for. Like long-term skin health, um,
0: no. Well, it is so, radiation, so
1: right. And it's right. very is aging. It could be killing bacteria. Um, depending on, I'm just hypothetically, you know, if if you have a very specific biome, you might want to try a um, topical probiotic, or you might want to try working on your gut health. I would recommend that anyway for acne generally speaking right because when we're talking about acne we're talking about hormones which you know you're breastfeeding so postpartum and that's could definitely be playing a role so we're talking about hormones uh and we're talking about inflammation which is linked to the gut uh and we're talking about nutrient status those are the three the three biggies that i you know usually talk about yeah
0: I wonder, too, if it's because, Lindsay, that you're taking care of your face. Like, so when we're talking about like, oh, taking care of my skin, you are putting a sunscreen on. So I don't necessarily think that it's like your face is getting a lot of sun. I I think it's just a theory. So I wouldn't be set on the fact that like your skin needs to be exposed to the sun in order for your acne to go away. It might be that you've been taking care of your facial skin a little bit better little bit more. So maybe you have specific, you know, a specific scrub, maybe you're doing an acne um, cleanser that has salicylic acid or charcoal in it, and it's helping to balance your skin microbiome better. And so you're not giving that same attention and care to your trunk or your, your arms, your legs. So what I would do is I would recommend trying to kind of mimic the same thing. So if you're in the shower, make sure that you're using a charcoal bar so to speak to help bind to um, toxins and it can kind of you know eliminate excess oil and stuff like that because when you're wearing clothes it could be the fabric irritating it it could be sweat irritating it and your face you know (laughs) we don't have fabric sitting on our face like we do sitting on our body so just be aware of what you know The stuff you're using to clean your clothes, the type of fabrics that you're wearing, but also making sure that you're actually cleansing those areas properly, and whether it's you know a cleanser that has salicylic acid or you know it's a charcoal bar or whatever, make sure that you're doing something to be proactive about you know eliminating toxins and from the skin. Like you know, because when you sweat, what are you doing? You're sweating out toxins, and that can just sit on your skin, and so that's why. Taking a shower is helpful, but it also <laughs> take showers. Um, but also, you know, using the right products actually cleanse your skin can can be impactful too. Right, but you don't want to. You definitely don't want to over dry your skin
1: because yeah. that can make you produce oil. Um, sorry, I interrupted you. I just realized oh, yeah. that I like was interpreting the question incorrectly. Um, I thought that the acne was like getting better when sun was on it, but it seems well, like that this is, is just- running.
0: I was just saying that's kind of the running theory, but it doesn't necessarily mean that that's exactly why. No, yeah, I think you're absolutely correct. I think... It seems like you're just comparing
1: the fact that your face is clear to the rest of your body, Mm -hmm. but I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that that would be because of sun exposure. Um,
0: One of the things that you can do too, even though you're in normal clients, clients, climates is make sure that you are wearing tank tops and stuff like that. I mean, of course you could test the theory out, right? You could try your best. You could make an effort noon to one o'clock to wear your tank tops or your camis and expose certain areas of your body for like short amount of times, 10 to 15 minutes, um, you know, consistently and see if it gets better. I mean, you can test the theory, but I do think that there's probably more involved than just that, given what we know about how sun exposure is great for nutrient status, is great for vitamin D status, but it is pretty, it can, it's, I mean, it is damaging to skin cells. That is what yeah. you're doing. You're damaging sure. your skin
1: cells, essentially. Acne in the places that you're describing is usually associated with hormone imbalance, um, high testosterone levels. And um, I've no, I noticed in myself, and I've anecdotally heard other people say that like sometimes clearing up acne in one spot, it'll show up somewhere else. And I see that as like, well, the body has some amount of inflammation or some amount of hormone imbalance and it's gonna show up somewhere. And so you like sometimes people like chase it like mm-hmm. around their body, you know, and, and like Noel says, you're doing stuff to take care of the skin on your face. And so it's it's being chased somewhere else where it's not getting that care. Uh, but I think, you know, again, talking about. Well, you've had back and chest acne since since you were 13, I do think a topical probiotic could be really helpful for that. I do think making sure that you're not wearing sweat trapping clothing, cottons are really important breathable stuff um pay attention to try your laundry detergent i'm i have to use hypoallergenic period i i I break out into hives if i Mm -hmm. use anything else um fragrances you know uh pay attention to your lotions um and uh it could be you know, like a, like a genetic predisposition to, you know, any amount of inflammation coming, coming out in those areas. And so continuing to work on the other acne related things, or maybe some, you know, I don't know if you have any kind of slight hormonal acne, if you've had hormone panels done in your past, you know, the, 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 the hor- acne in these areas is, is often, you know, associated with even just slight hormone imbalances. Cool.
0: Cool. Sorry. Question number three is from Kai. She says, Switching from a vegan diet to slowly incorporating eggs and dairy. I'm experiencing dizziness. I know we're like, yay. I'm experiencing dizziness and headaches and think Mm. the additional protein could help, but I'm scared to make the switch. Scared to make the switch. Why?
1: Hmm. That's a good question. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's my question. Why? Yes. What, what, what is, what is there to, to be afraid of? Um, so if, if it's symptoms, uh, then you try something once in a small dose and see what happens. Um, and then you keep it in your diet for a few days. And if nothing bad happens, then you add something else. And then you can try increasing the amount. And so that's egg whites and egg yolks separately. And then you can put them together because they are different. Um, uh, The egg whites, some people like don't tolerate well. Um, Egg yolks are usually quite well tolerated, um, I think. Um, And then dairy, there's ghee, which is like the purified (laughs) form of of dairy there is. It's mostly just fat. Um, There's butter with some like, And then there's butter, which is fat, but with a little, little bit of dairy protein in it, Um, those tend to be the best well-tolerated of all dairy. And if you experience symptoms in reaction to those things, you can dial it back and work on your gut health, you know, get back to things that, you know, you can tolerate, work on your gut health, work on your nutrient status. Well, there's two ways to make any changes. You know, you rip the band aid and you dive in and you're like, I'm just going to see I'm diving in. You go slowly and then you realize that like things are okay, and it feels good. Um, Eggs are my favorite thing to eat.
0: (laughs) They're so filling and they're so good for you. Like, yay. If you want a free eight pack of electrolytes, I have a lot for you from my favorite mineral electrolyte brand, Element. And best of all. Grapefruit is back in stock. Here's the deal. If you are active, you're outside a lot in the heat, or you follow a whole foods diet, you likely need to replace your electrolytes. In fact, during strenuous activity, you can lose between 400 and and 1,200 milligrams of sodium per hour. And kids lose electrolytes too. Electrolytes are minerals. They are like the spark plugs in the body because they are responsible for 20,000 reactions, including the creation of energy. Many people don't realize this, but in order for water to be absorbed into your cells, you need minerals. You lose electrolytes when you sweat and go to the bathroom. And if not properly replenished, you could be drinking gallons of water, but not actually hydrating your cells. Deficiencies show up as dizziness, muscle cramps, headaches, fatigue, sleep disturbances, and even some symptoms of adrenal dysfunction. One of my favorite ways to replace minerals is with Element. I started supplementing with Element after workouts, and it made a huge difference in my energy and the dizziness I used to experience. I now drink a pack even when I don't work out because it's warm outside, and it makes a huge difference in my energy levels. Element makes grab-and-go electrolyte replacement packs with no sugar, gluten fillers, or artificial ingredients. You just tear open a pack, pour, and stir it with water. I have actually now been mixing up half a packet for my kids when they are sick or they're outside playing in the heat, and even when my daughter is at her gymnastics practice. Right now, everyone, including new and current customers, can get a free 8-pack of Element with every order, Element comes in boxes of 30. There is free shipping on all orders. And now all orders will get a free eight pack, which has all the flavors of Element. And yes, grapefruit is back. This is their most popular flavor. It's actually my current favorite. And I love having it during the summer. To get Element, go to drinkelementlmnt.com forward slash fed, and make sure to use code wellfed for your free sample eight pack. Again, that's drinklmnt dot com forward slash well fed i would recommend getting that digestive complex and just taking that as you're incorporating eggs and and cheese so that you're supporting your stomach you're supporting the digestive digestion of that and then really focusing on quality so that you're mentally you know you're you know you're getting lots of nutrients and just start small just start small it's a, it doesn't have to be a huge thing like just eat a half an egg in the morning and see where you land um, and I think you'll, you'll probably feel a lot better. And it, again, it's, it, it's in a mental and emotional shift. So give yourself a couple weeks till you, you really assess how you feel after it all. Yeah. Okay. Last question is for Stephanie. Um, we have a question about digestion, but I'll do it next week. She says, and this is from Stephanie and it's spelled S-T-E-F-A-N-I. Actually, I think there's an E on the end. There's an E. Um, but that's okay because Stephanie's middle name is Elizabeth, so it's technically it's Stephanie E. Ruper. Uh, what did Steph do to help with her PCOS symptoms? So, like in a shorter nutshell, it, I I do feel like PCOS stuff is still a very common issue. Like a lot of women still are dealing with it. Like even in my personal life, I feel like a lot of women that are in the church or whatever are like dealing with people. Like I have PCOS, and so. If you could, I know you have PCOS Unlocked. I don't know if you still sell that, but um, what, what's kind of like, if you were to like stand and be having a conversation with somebody, what would be like the top things that you would tell them that they need to know to like make shifts? Like what are, what are those big things, you know? Because I always struggle well, with that. Yeah, so my whole thing,
1: the whole thing with PCOS Unlocked and I think why it like resonated with people and had the, legs that it did was I said, I actually can't make a blanket recommendation. Sorry. You know, like there are certain nutrient deficiencies that may be associated with PCOS, uh, the MTHFR gene may be associated with like, there are things that may be associated with PCOS, but PCOS is a condition of hormone imbalance and people come about it in different ways and need to solve it in different ways. The most important thing I did for my PCOS was gain weight. Hmm. definitely um and y- you know you could or eat more i don't know if it was gaining weight or eating more but i started e- eating a little bit more and i gained a little bit of weight and i started my period um and i wasn't menstruating as, as as a part of my i don't know hypothalamic pcos is maybe something i would call it i just i just said that just now it's not something people say to my knowledge you know. But. um by hypothalamic, I mean like the hypothalamic amenorrhea because I wasn't, you know, menstruating. So, and and that was at that time. And there have been other times when my period is, has been missing or irregular and I was really stressed and I was at a higher body fat percentage. So, you know, there's that. Um, stress reduction is really important for a lot of people. For some people, really relaxing and not exercising so much, not fasting, hitting up making sure you're eating carbs and fat and protein, plenty of food. Big deal for, you know, people who are have that stressed typology or have that under eating, over exercising typology. And then, but the majority of people with PCOS tend to have higher body fat percentages, tend to be slightly more insulin resistant, that kind of on that end of the scale. Um,
0: and you is know, that I, I, insulin resistance coming from? Is that like a, m- a metabolic issue or a metabolic? Um, uh, more like like was yeah. that metabolic issue sort of what launched the p? Like was that at the root before p- PCOS started, or does PCOS kind of happen in concurrence with insulin resistance? Yeah, PCOS.
1: I, I would. I would very broadly, generally speaking for this type of PCOS, as I called them, types, type one, it was, um, it's a, it's a symptom, not a cause. So insulin resistance drives testosterone production and throws a wrench in the reproductive cycle that way. But there's a whole bunch of stuff involved in this, right? Because you've got inflammation, inflammation, that's participating in creating the insulin dysregulation and this inflammation, of course, impacts hormone production and uh, impacts nutrient absorption, and there's nutrient deficiencies. Like it's a whole thing. Um, but, gen- very gen- like I had three types of PCOS, and they were very general types, and there were people who existed outside of the types because PCOS is a condition of hormone imbalance, but generally speaking, type one PCOS, which was the biggest type was this insulin resistant, higher body fat percentage. The typical interventions were generally made the interventions where they always said, Oh, just eat less exercise more. They were made for this audience. Now Mm -hmm. eat less exercise more is not great advice, you know, but that's what doctor, that's what, whatever. Yeah. Establishment advice was. And, but then, and then the type two PCOS was the umbrella that I would throw myself under, which was like the stressed and or under eating over exercising, um, could be a little bit insulin resistant, you know, like, I mean, they're not mutually exclusive and stress is obviously a factor for people in type one. And then the third was hypothyroid because Hashimoto's is often very linked to PCOS. So I talked about that as well. And there's other kinds of stuff that participate, but I'm so sorry. I can't like umbrella it, you know, because gaining weight was, was crucial for me in the long period I had where I wasn't menstruating. Uh, but also I have had periods where I, you know, there were times earlier in my life when I was a higher body fat percentage, but I wasn't menstruating because I was stressed. I think, I mean, yeah, it's so multi-causal. I apologize.
0: Well, it is. And I think that that highlight, it, perfectly highlights it because it's a hormone imbalance, but it's driven by a lot of different things and it can have a lot of lo- different underlying root causes. I think in our society, and our culture, we want so badly for there to be one thing, one reason that this physiological shift happens or this hormonal imbalance happens. And so, yeah, there's a lot of common underlying factors, but they're all going to be different according to your situation and your physiology. So I would
1: say step one for this as in anything is getting more information mm, about yourself,
0: yeah. you know,
1: um, and figuring out your particular like a, a profile. You get your LH and your FSH and your estradiol and your progesterone and your testosterone and your DHEAS, your fasting insulin, getting those things tested. Um, and then the thyroid stuff, too, um, including the TPO, the antibodies t3 and t4 um all that can really shed light on you know what 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 you need to what you need to be addressing um you know if, if all your hormone levels are low across the board that is a sign that your body is being like restricted probably in some way you know under mm-hmm. that kind of stress but if you've got high hormone levels across the board you know, that's a whole, that's, that's just, that's whole different, you know, that's like, I got to work on reducing inflammation and run away, you know, or poor gut health. So I'm not detoxifying properly, all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. yeah. So for better, or for worse, I would say step one, don't panic. Step two, get information, continue not to panic um, and just keep, and, and just keep chipping away at it, you know? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I like that. I I think that that's such an easier way to tackle something like PCOS or even just like IBS or, you know, digestive issues or even just any chronic illness. It's like, let's get gather more information and let's see. And that's why we get that question all the time, which is like, do I work on gut issues or hormone issues first? And it all really works together because gut issues, it, you, you have to be properly detoxifying in order to balance your hormones. But of course, taking steps to balance your hormones and reduce inflammation helps improve your detoxification. So it's, it's you know, chicken or egg situation. But if you can get more information, figure out what's the most glaring thing or what can, what do I feel like I can tackle first? Just work on that because typically one thing, one shift that you make is going to impact many different little things. So,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's all really important. I know that that was really vague. Also, it's been a very long time since I've been deeply embedded in this literature and I know that it has made leaps and bounds. I mean, it has been a very long time. Mm -hmm. I'm not exaggerating when I say that. PCOS Unlocked came
0: out in 2012.
1: It was 11 years ago. So,
0: and at that time, nobody was talking about different types or that there could be different causes for it. It was typically a, you're overweight, you need to lose weight and exercise more. Yeah. To the best of my knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, So I don't know. Well, there, I mean, look how much the internet has changed. (laughs) I know. I know. It's wild. (laughs) It's wild. wild. Yeah. You were like one of the only people talking about PCOS.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, find somebody who's, uh, who's up to date you know (laughs) yeah (laughs) um and willing and willing to talk about it as something that's you know complex every once in a while a friend will reach out to me and they'll be like hey what do you think of this influencer (laughs) and i'm like well they're not willing to like hold space for complexity and that you know or or for different different you know people's bodies being different and so that's that's like you know uh Problem. I, I, prefer, I prefer, yeah i prefer people who who are willing to say well you know people's bodies are different or i might be wrong or you know explain them so
0: anyway yeah good thoughts stephanie anything else from you no okay for more from stephanie stephanie.ruper on instagram for more from me i'm at coconuts and kettlebells thanks for being here guys we will talk to you next week